This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, I'm Jared Sampson, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Today, we'll be talking to Brett Dawson of The Advocate, who has recently uh, traveled to the All-Star Games with AD. We'll talk a little bit about AD's performance there at the All-Star Games and get his take on his first All-Star Game. We'll preview the NBA trade deadline coming up on Thursday, and we'll talk about the upcoming game to start off the second half of the season against the 76ers on Friday. We're also talking to St. Sation Christie, who just recently got back from Seoul, Korea, on a tour with several other NFL cheerleaders, and she'll talk about her experience there and what it meant for her to represent the St. Stations and watch the Super Bowl with some of our military members who are stationed over on five different bases in Korea. We'll be right back to get into today's show. Join your New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday, February 25th at 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center when your Pelicans tip off against All-Stars Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Pelicans Fest starts at 5.30 with music, interactive games, and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans Dance Team. Limited tickets are still available, so don't miss out on any of the action. And call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminix. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminix entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. All right, so this morning we're talking with Brett Dawson, who is our Pelicans, best, basically our Pelicans reporter for The Advocate. Is that correct, Brett? That's right, yep. So tell us a little bit about your background. I know you have an opportunity to follow AD's career, uh, Anthony Davis's career, when you were in Kentucky and you recently moved here to New Orleans. So tell us a little bit about your history and what brought you here to New Orleans. Yeah, I, uh, I covered college basketball for a long time. Um, covered University of Illinois and the University of Kentucky for uh, a couple different outlets, um, newspaper at Champaign, uh, the Louisville Courier Journal, the largest newspaper in Kentucky. Uh, and then I worked with Yahoo Sports and Rivals.com for a while uh, covering Kentucky as well. So that's where I was. I had just taken that job, uh, Anthony Davis's freshman year. So um, did follow him through that season, was everywhere they were, and uh, followed them through that national championship and then covered Kentucky for a couple of more years. Uh, and it always been the NBA is always something that, uh, to me, was uh, something I wanted to pursue covering. I was always interested in it. It's always been kind of the sport I preferred the most. College basketball was something I was very fortunate to get to cover for a very long time and cover some really good teams. But I always kind of held out hope that I was going to get an NBA job at some point. And the, the advocate was looking for somebody to come in and help, and, and they had not really had a, a full-time person. It's, a, it's kind of a freelance position, but I was in a position to take that uh, job and really just wanted to, to be involved with it. And uh, it's, it's been a great opportunity for me because it's something that uh, – you know, again, I've been waiting a really long time for a chance, and uh, it's, it's fun to, to kind of get to dive in with uh, with that, that franchise in, in this city, which I really love. And I'm sure it was a plus for you when you uh, were able to come to New Orleans or to the New Orleans area and have an opportunity to follow AD's career a little bit more as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the, the first day, really the first thing I did for The Advocate um, before I had even moved, I was still living in Lexington, and um, Anthony was in, in Lexington. He, he sort of was a coach for a 
they did a, an alumni game of sorts at Kentucky between some Kentucky players and some former North Carolina players. A bunch of NBA guys were in that, and uh, and he didn't play, but he did coach. And um, you know, right right after that, we got to uh, I sat with him. I rode out to the airport with him. Uh, he had a driver and take him out to the airport. Sat in the car with him for about 25 minutes and got a long kind of sit down interview. And I think some of that it, it definitely helped that there was a pre-existing relationship there that I had known him. You know, back when he was a freshman at Kentucky, he has very uh, fond memories of that that time at Kentucky, and and I think feels very connected to that place, even despite only spending a year there. And I think having somebody who he was familiar with, um, I think probably probably served me pretty well. And uh, I think that's that's helped a lot in terms of just kind of building a working relationship with him in New Orleans, which obviously is very important as somebody covers the team as the you know the, the franchise player. Awesome, and I know you know AD has been in Toronto as well as you. And tell us about that experience. Was this your first time being a part of the NBA All Star Games? It was first time at the All Star Game, first time in Toronto. Um, uh, it's it's been a, a great experience, I think, uh, for Anthony, uh, especially. Uh, I think I don't know that you saw very many players outside of Kobe Bryant maybe enjoying the weekend more than Anthony Davis seemed to. I think. Uh, for a guy like that who's been in a you know in a tough situation, the Pelicans have struggled, and and the, with with all the injuries, with all the sort of disappointment of the record and where they are in the playoff race, uh, I think uh, it was a great weekend for him to kind of get away and 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 recharge his batteries a little bit and get to enjoy himself uh, and not think about you know team stuff and team struggles. He talked about how he'll get to deal with that when he gets back, but but he wanted to really have a good time this weekend. And Toronto was a great host city, very very cold, extremely cold here. Um, but but great events, you know. Obviously, it was a, a spectacular slam dunk contest on Saturday. Anthony said that was the best one he had ever seen. Uh, you know, it was just a, it was a, it was a great weekend all around. I think I think most people would tell you, other than stepping outside, uh, particularly on Saturday night, uh, it was a, it was a pretty great place to have it. Awesome. Let's talk about Saturday night with Anthony Davis being in the skills challenge. What are you uh, excited about the most from showing off his skills there on Saturday night? Well, you know, I think that that event in general uh, was so interesting this year in the sense that, you know, adding big men for the first time with AD and and Carl Anthony Towns, DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, and then Towns actually winning it. um, You know, it's just so much about where the game is right now, how much the game has changed that those guys are, you know, they're such non-traditional big guys. Anthony was telling people this weekend, a couple of reporters asking him about that and saying that really those, those guys hardly exist anymore. If you look at it, DeMarcus Cousins is the most classic big guy you could imagine, and yet He's in that event as well. He's the guy that knocked AD out with a three-pointer. Um, but it was a great event, and what was fun about it, to me, the most sort of fun thing about it was how excited the other big guys got for Towns to win. All those guys were kind of banded together. They wanted one of them to win. Uh, they really hoped that they could beat the guard in the finals. They knew it was going to be really difficult to do. Um, but, but you could see the excitement um, you know, for all those guys. Uh, you know, A bunch of those guys went to Kentucky at different times, but even Draymond Green. Super excited for Towns, and uh, you know I, I think that's just a, a really cool uh, sign of, of kind of where the game has gone and where it's going. Absolutely, and I know Sunday the highlight of everything, the All Star Game, and Anthony's performance there, pretty spectacular. I know he did not get the MVP, but any thoughts? And we'll talk about his performance. Uh, actually, before we ask the next question, I will ask you about his performance there. Twenty four points, played for about what fifteen minutes, and came out you know with twenty four yeah. points several slam dunks and just an exciting time. And I think even Marv Albert with TNT was quoted saying he always had a big smile on his face. And you kind of alluded to that the fact that he had fun, but let's talk about his performance in all stars, despite his limited time on the court. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things for him, he benefited so much from playing with Chris Paul um, in, in, in talking to AD last night, he said after the, after the game said that, that Chris had told him 
at one point he told him he was going after Magic Johnson's assist record. He didn't get there. Uh, Magic at 22, and I think uh, Chris had 16 last night. But he he had told AD just run every time you get the ball, every time we have the ball off a rebound uh, or turnover, just run, and I'm going to look for you. I'm going to find you. And you could see that actually if you watched. Uh, kind of eyes in the back of his head. Chris kept turning around, looking back, seeing where Anthony was. Um, you know, he talked about it last night. He was open a lot. Uh, he's a great athlete. And it's not like Chris Paul doesn't have experience throwing the ball up to guys, you know, like Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. And so uh, that those two guys worked really well together. Uh, and Anthony said that was a, a really fun time for him and, and kind of a, a neat experience for him because he, he views Chris as a guy he's sort of always connected to uh, because, you know, he sort of inherited the, the role of franchise player in New Orleans. That was Chris Paul before, and it's, it's AD now. And so – uh, he does sort of feel like that the uh, passing of the torch from Chris, and so he really enjoys, <clears throat> excuse me, enjoys spending time on the court, on the court with him, playing with him. So uh, I think that was a, a great experience for him. Yeah, and I think with his performance, absolutely, he was uh, an MVP candidate for portions of the night with his 24 points in that 15 minutes of action. Uh, do you think that they got it right with OKC's Russell Westbrook earning the MVP honors? Yeah, I mean, I do think if you if you walk away from that, I mean, really, you know, I, I was not one of the voting members of the media. I might have voted for Paul George. Um, you know, he's one point shy of the All Star scoring record. Uh, hard to do for a team that loses almost twenty or, or more than twenty points, I guess. Um, but but Paul George was spectacular. But I think you know you always kind of think about in a situation like that, who's the guy you're going to leave talking about? And AD is definitely one of those guys. But Westbrook certainly put on a show, and and his three point shooting. Uh, Tough to go wrong there with uh, with any of those guys, um, but it was it was I'm sure a tough call for a lot of voters. Yeah, it had to be. I know AD, like I said, he had a good time. It was clear to everybody, and you know he put it for the time that he played. He definitely did, you know, show up and prove his his status as an All Star for sure. Yeah, and I think for him that that was part of what this weekend was about just just getting out there and really kind of showing out a little bit, and having some fun. You know, I think also for him he didn't get to share the court at all with Kobe Bryant. That was something he had kind of hoped to do, but I think made up for it a little bit. One of the things that was exciting for him is that Greg Popovich asked him to go back in the game. And a lot of times a star player who's had a great game, even in an all-star game, you don't necessarily want to get stuck back in at garbage time. You don't want to be the guy who gets inserted late. But AD said he was really excited to do it because he got to take Kobe Bryant out. He got to be the guy who subbed in for him. You know, so He was the first guy out on the court to hug him as he was coming off, and he was standing out there for the, the Kobe chance and standing ovation. Uh, and I think that that's the thing, you know, in talking to him last night, I think that's a moment that's going to stick with him. You know, his, his career is so young, um, and he's got some moments like that, but I think this is going to be one of those ones that certainly as he ages, he's going to tell people about. He's going to remember that he's the guy that, that subbed Kobe Bryant out of his last All-Star game. Absolutely. And let's talk about that a little more with uh, AD being so young and already an All-Star three times with the uh, All-Stars here Uh what do you think, you know, for, for what's got to be going through his mind right now, playing with that caliber of player so young? Yeah, I mean, I, he's he has gone out of his way to say every time he's talked about All-Star this year how much he enjoys the weekend, how much he wants to be a part of it, how much he hopes he always can be. Um, you know, and I, I think he really enjoys the weekend. He's one of those guys who the NBA, I think, wants to have at these events because he, he's he's a great face for the league he's always out talking he did a lot of events he did you know corporate events for his sponsors but also you know uh some signing stuff he did things with nike he did an event with nike with uh, some youth basketball players from toronto that he seemed to really really enjoy um you know he he likes being a part of this and he understands he talked about this as well that you know um their, their team success is going to dictate some of these things going forward for him he's a, a rare guy right now who's on a losing team there were there were some 
Um, but, you know, uh, he, he wants to get this thing turned around in the second half of the year. So uh, I think for him, it's a great weekend. It's a fun weekend, but it's also a chance now to kind of recharge and focus on the task at hand and, and, and get serious. All right, so let's segue. You brought it up the second half of the season right now. We're in this all-star break right now. But we got another game here in New Orleans on Friday. But uh, before we get there, Thursday is a big day in the NBA. Uh, anything you can say that you feel about this uh, upcoming NBA trade deadline coming up on Thursday? Well, you know, it's certainly an interesting time for the Falcons because there are some decisions to be made. And, and um, you know, talking to people around the league, uh, over the weekend here in Toronto, certainly people expect them to try to make a move or two. Um, you know, obviously the two names that are going to sit out there a lot, Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon, because they're free agents are going to be guys who have talked about, about whether, you know, you're committed long-term to signing those guys or whether they might be in play to be traded uh, to another team. And, and uh, maybe some teams who have interest in them long-term, maybe some teams who are just looking to bolster their outside shooting for a stretch run. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting because those guys with, with so little time left on their contracts, uh, you know, you, you have to weigh what the return on a guy like that is going to be. And so the Pelicans have difficult decisions. You know, in talking to Anthony Davis, he said he trusts the organization to make those decisions, but he is going to be involved. Uh, they'll they'll kind of get ideas together for what they might want to do personnel-wise, and then they come to him to discuss those things. And so, you know, he, he's going to be at least having input and be in the loop on that. Um, but as of right now, I think still a little unclear what, what will or won't happen in the next couple of days. It's going to be an interesting time to follow it. And so, personally, or I guess even professionally, do you have any predictions whether or not you say what's going to happen on air right now? But just do you have some um, some things in the back of your mind you think that will happen on Thursday for the Pelicans? Or maybe that you're hoping I think, to happen? You know, in terms of what in, in terms of what might uh, come back to them, I really don't know. But I do think they'll be very active in trying to make at least one move or two. Uh, you know, I, I think that they are going to try based on the things that I've heard from people here. Uh, they seem to be fairly engaged with people who are calling them. And so I, I would be surprised if they stand pat, um, but I don't think I have anything solid enough to tell you right now that I could predict. Gotcha. So Thursday, I'm sure you'll be all anxious to find out what happens with this uh, trade deadline hanging kind of over the Pelicans' heads. But moving forward from that, we got a big game on Friday kicking off, I guess, our second half of the season. And you mentioned that a lot has to happen in this second half of the season. Uh, what do you think the Pelicans will need to do to – to pull things together for the second half, besides maybe any trades that happen on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult. They're in a tough spot now. I mean, to be six and a half out is one thing uh, of the last playoff spot, but also to have three teams ahead of you in that race. So you're not just trying to get to eighth. You've got to get to tenth. You know, you've got to get to ninth. You've got, to get, you've got a lot of climbing to do. Uh, and you're going to have to do it without Tyreek Evans. It's still... You know, even if Eric Gordon stays on the roster, it's going to be a week maybe before he's back and ready to play. That could happen as early as this week, but it's not a guarantee yet. Uh, on his original timetable, this would be the absolute earliest that he would be back is this week. Um, and so they have a, a long road ahead of them, and it's going to be a real challenge. I think they've had some encouraging signs at times, um, but the problem with, for them has really been consistency, sometimes consistency in effort, but certainly consistency in execution. Uh, at both ends of the floor. And, and, you know, Anthony Davis said over the weekend they have to commit to it. They have to commit to being better defensively. They have to come back focused on making the playoffs, and they can't have slip-ups. Their margin for error is so small now um, that you, you can't, you know, you can't drop games that you, you, you're supposed to win. And, you know, they're going to open the, the, the post-All-Star break with Philadelphia. That's a game you have to win. You've got to win that game at home. Uh, if you have any hope of doing this thing, you can't lose games like that. And so, uh, they'll be under the gun right away. They 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 uh, they they got some pressure coming right back. 
Well, fantastic, Brett. Thank you so much for your time. It should be a very exciting week for the Pelicans with the NBA trade coming up on Thursday and obviously that game on Friday tip off at 7 p.m. So thank you so much for your time and safe travels back here to New Orleans. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. All right, right now we're talking to Saints Station Christie, who is a second-year member of the Saints Stations. Hopefully, third. Right when auditions are coming up soon. Absolutely, I start training today. Today's my mark. We've got about ten weeks before tryouts, and I start training today. Awesome, Christy. Thank you so much for everything you've done with the Saints Stations during your time here. But more importantly, you are most recently you have done a big thing. You've gone all the way to Korea representing our Sensations. Is that right? Absolutely. I sure did. I just got back about a week ago, and um, it was an amazing experience. I was in Korea for two weeks. So two weeks, and we'll talk. The tie-in was Super Bowl, but it was Pro Tour Productions, and it was a Super Bowl experience that you got to participate with with fellow NFL cheerleaders, right? Yes. I was actually there with um, five other NFL cheerleaders and two other NFL players. And, um, and it was amazing. It was just, you know, you hear that the NFL is a family, but um, it was really made evident whenever we met for the first time in Seoul, Korea. <laughs> Fantastic. What other teams, um, cheerleaders, participated? We had one from um, the Rams. We had one from the Titans. We had an Eagles. We had um, uh, Minnesota Vikings. And I'm trying to think of who else. Did I, I may have made, did I made five other ones. I think I did. You may have been um, the fifth, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't, <laughs> but well, that's I'm all good. They they may not know. Yeah. I don't think they'll hold it against you if you couldn't call out all the names. But that's awesome that, you know, you got to have that camaraderie with fellow NFL cheerleaders and talk about that family bond that you guys all share, which across NFL, I'm sure the players feel that same bond as well. But tell us a little bit about yeah. that Super Bowl experience. What was it all about? What was the purpose of going to Seoul Korea with the NFL, uh, with this experience? Well, we were actually there just to say thank you to the soldiers. You know, we have men and women that are fighting all over the world, and Pro Tour Productions sent out groups from the NFL all over the world. My group just happened to be in Korea, and it was just an experience being able to tell those soldiers face-to-face that we appreciate them and that we're thinking of them, and we know they couldn't have Super Bowl parties here at home, so we went, went, went to bring one to them. Fantastic. So you were actually there on Super Bowl Sunday. I was. I was there with the soldiers, watched it with them, um, actually got to perform for them that day, and um, it was just amazing. It was amazing. They were Everybody was there. All the different teams, the NFL teams were represented, not just the two that were playing in the, in the Super Bowl. Everybody had their favorite team jersey on, and everybody was just having a great time. 
Fantastic. Now, do you have any military connections outside of that visit? Do you have any family members or friends who are in the military that made this a little bit more of a special moment for you? I did. My daddy actually served. He was stationed in Germany, and my father-in-law actually served and was actually stationed in Korea when he was in. So, um, you know, and especially, too, just because I'm a mother, um, lots of these soldiers are very young. You know, they're 19, 20 years old, and that's so close to the age of my own son. And I just know that they're away from home for the first time. And I know that's got to be, you know, kind of a crazy experience in itself. And so just the opportunity to tell them that we're thinking of them and to say thank you was was amazing for me. Now, I know you mentioned you were there for two weeks. So what did you do to fill up that time? Obviously, Super Bowl is a one-day event. Well, actually, not a one-day event. Super Bowl week is a whole event in and of itself. But what did you do to fill up that time um, besides just visiting the soldiers? Was there anything else you did, cultural experiences? Did you reach out to people besides the military? We did actually get to go out in Daegu, Korea, which is a phenomenal little city, and we got to experience the the food and the people and the culture, and that was amazing. Um, But really for the two weeks, we were basically, we did did five military bases while I was there, and, um, you know, we, we actually did things with their families as well. Some of them have family members there, little girls and little boys, and so the cheerleaders would take the little girls, and we would teach them a dance, and the players would take the little boys and go out and throw the football with them. And, um, you know, it was the funny thing is, is the time change is so there's about a 15 hour time change. So we actually watched the Super Bowl at 830 on a Monday morning. So that was weird for all of us because we're so used to it being on a Sunday night. But it was actually on a Monday morning there in Korea. Now, were you able? um, But yeah. And it was funny because actually the night before my son had texted me and said, Mom, today's the Super Bowl. And I was like, no, it's actually tomorrow here in Korea. But I'll see you in the morning, you know, talk to you in the morning. So um, that was really funny, and it was kind of something strange to wrap your head around because the Super Bowl is such an American tradition, and it's always on a Sunday night. Now, were there any Saints fans on base, anybody from New Orleans that, or from the, the Gulf South region that you ran into who was uh, stationed at one of those five bases? You know it was. Oh, my gosh, you know it was. And actually, they were so precious. One of the soldiers actually gave me his Drew Brees jersey um, that he had gotten in Korea, and he gave that to me, and that really means a lot to me. Um, I love seeing the Saints fans. They were everywhere we went. They were there and um, just precious. And I'm just so glad to bring some of home to them because I know they would have loved to be with their families on Super Bowl. And so I just was glad to be there with them. You had a fellow Saints station who was a part of another tour. I want to say during the same time was the same pro production tours or pro tour productions that you were part of, or was that a different organization she was working with? It was the same organization she was working with. She was actually in Japan, and I think they were stationed at Camp Zama is where they were. Um, and like I said, they Pro Tour has they sent groups to Australia, to Guam, to Korea, to Hawaii, to Japan. They sent us all over for the Super Bowl experience. And um, but summer was in Japan, which isn't too far from Korea. But, you know, none of our flights were the same. Our days traveling together was, were not the same. So she was there on her own, and I was there on my own. Um, but I've talked to her since then, and I know she had the same experience that I did with bonding with the other, the other NFL cheerleaders that were there. Awesome. So you represent the Saints stations very well. I want to say that. I know you've done many different things, um, talking about polycystic kidney disease that um, you have um, – dealt with over the years so i want to say thank you for now taking your platform 
globally and helping out our military to feel better and enjoy that Super Bowl experience. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about, about your experience, about the Saints stations in general uh, and the different things that you guys have done throughout the year? I know your, your, your motto for last year or last season was to give back, and it seems like you and the rest of your Saints agents have done above and beyond that. So anything you want to share with us to let our New Orleans fans know what the Saints stations are doing out in the community? Actually, there's two things I want to share with you. One is that the PKD Walk is actually coming up in New Orleans. It'll be at the end of April, about the time that we're auditioning. So um, I'm looking forward to participating in that. My teammates and I walked in that last year, and it was so much fun. It was for a great cause to help raise awareness and funds for the PKD Foundation. And then also tomorrow, if St. Sands want to turn into Flip My Food with Chef Jeff, the St. Stations are actually um, his guest chefs tomorrow, and he's one of the local chefs, and he's in New Orleans. And you can catch his um, show on Food Network or, I think, Fox in New Orleans. So if Saints fans want to tune in, that would be great. We'll show you what we got cooking in the kitchen. Awesome. Christy, thank you so much for representing your Saints Stations <laughs> and your Saints so very well. And wish you good luck with your upcoming auditions in April. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, that's today's show. I'm Jared Sampson, and want to wish everybody a great Monday. Special thanks again to Brett Dawson of The Advocate and Christy of Your Saints Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.